You're listening to Zen Sandwich, a podcast that encourages mindfulness, gratitude, and hopefully an occasional laugh. I'm Mark Reed, a former college professor and lawyer. Now I live in the countryside of Japan, make traditional Japanese paper, and try to make myself and the world a little better today than it was yesterday. I'm here twice a week, either with research and observations or talking with inspiring, artistic, and influential people. The idea is to bring some calm and kindness to the world and help you do the same. Hey, there you are. Now, I know that's not the way I normally start out, but there you are, lying in bed at night, your mind is racing, you can't sleep. Or maybe you're somewhere else and uh, you start reliving something embarrassing you did. Maybe it's 10 years ago. Hell, maybe 20. And you cringe all over again. Or you've been thinking, man, if I can just fill in the blank with whatever comes next, if I can just get that promotion, man, if I could just get that car, if I can just do this or do that, if I can just... Ah, then what? I want to talk two topics today, starting with getting out of your head. Uh, We talk a lot about this. You hear about it. Maybe you even say it. Man, I got to get out of my head. I got to get out of my own head. Well, let's do that today. Let's knock that one out. And instead of some buildup, let's go right to the answer. One, as I have stated before, you are not your thoughts. Let's start there. They show up just like the wind shows up, the rain shows up, an unexpected car horn outside. I've used that analogy before, whatever. Uh, Acknowledging that first is the key to the, the first step, that you are not your thoughts. So what do we do? Observe them. Acknowledge them. And then let them pass on through the exit door of your mind. I know, I know that that is much easier said than done, right? Trust me, I catch myself getting lost in the past or contemplating the future many, many times. I mean, it's unrealistic to think we can constantly live in the present moment. It's just not practical to constantly do it. But... We do generally have a big problem forgetting that we are only here and now. (laughs) And it is worth it to remind ourselves. So when I get stuck in an old memory, good or bad, you know, maybe it's one that makes me laugh. Nothing wrong with that, right? And, And there's nothing wrong with reliving a good memory, right? But getting stuck in it too long is problematic. Or maybe it's a memory that I, that I feel embarrassed about. I mean, something happened 20 years ago, and I feel that same feeling again, that embarrassment. Fuck, I can't believe I did that. (laughs) Trust me, I got a lot of those in the vault. But okay, when I catch myself, I acknowledge it. I don't beat myself up over it. Uh, And I move on to step two. Okay, so that's number one. You're not your thoughts. So just acknowledge that and observe your thoughts, okay? That's easy, right? Once you get, that's easy concept to get your head around. Move on to number two. Quiet the mind through breathing 
and focus on whatever it is you're doing. And if you're doing nothing, you're lying in bed, then simply focus on breathing. And I'm going to give you an exercise in a second to do that too. But before I get there, let's talk about this focus thing. Let's say you're washing the dishes, driving a car, you're folding laundry, whatever it is. Put your mind into that and nothing else. Be aware of where you are and what you're doing. And this is pure Zen stuff, by the way. Um, and a little bit more on that in a second. That's the second topic I'm going to go into. But, but um, it, this is a form of meditation. I mean, you can call it laundry folding meditation, whatever. People have a misconception that quieting your mind means not thinking of anything. A, not only is that impossible, B, you don't really want to do that. <laughs> do, do you think you can clear your mind by sitting constantly in silent meditation? That makes your mind narrow, not clear. Integral awareness is fluid and adaptable, present where you are at any given time that you are. That's true meditation. Okay, so number one was uh, acknowledge you're not, you are not your thoughts and then observe them instead of being them. Two is quiet your mind through focus of whatever it is you're doing. And three, let's talk about this breathing thing. And instead of just talking about focusing on your breathing, I, I'll give you an exercise. Let, let's be practical here. All right, here's the easiest one. And it's the most basic one, and it's actually one that you, you know, you should come back to. Uh, we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going all out today. We're, we're going to practice it briefly in, in this episode. And it just goes by four by four counts. So I'll give you a quick example. All right. So you just inhale one, two, three, four. Hold for a second. Exhale. Four, three, two, one. Wherever you are right now, wherever you are listening to this, literally practice this. We'll just do this for a second. If this bored you, just hang on. We'll go past this in a moment. But wherever you are, practice. Right now. Ready? Inhale. One. Two, three, four. Hold it for a sec. Exhale. Four, three, two, one. Now do that just three times. If you just do that three times in a row, it will calm your mind. It'll calm your body. And, you know, this is not something I made up. That particular exercise comes from a, a TED Talk by Lucas Rockwood called Change Your Breath, Change Your Life. Uh, these exercises are based in science. You can regulate your heart rate, control your nervous system, boost your digestion, and help you get some sleep at night. But what we're concerned with here is getting out of your head. So this breathing helps bring your whole body into balance. If you're feeling a little anxious, it will calm you down. If you're feeling in a bit of a funk, 
it'll actually bring you up a little bit. And if you want to know more about the science of it, uh, look up the TED Talk or just Google it, um, Breathing as a Tool. So let's review. You are stuck in your head. Instead of me giving you philosophical reasons of why, you know, for example, a common uh, quote that comes up is if you're worried about the the past, you can't change it. And if you're anxious about the future, you know, it hasn't happened yet. Okay, that sounds great in theory, but this is a practical exercise. When you're stuck in your head, one, acknowledge and observe your thoughts. You're not your thoughts. Observe them. Two, Focus on whatever it is you're doing, where you are at this moment in time. And three, breathe. Inhale a count of four. And obviously you can't count out loud. You'll have to count in your head. One, two, three, four. Exhale. Four, three, two, one. Easy peasy, Japanesey. Do that the next time you're stuck in your head, spinning out of control. Slow your mind down. Trust me, it works. Okay, so uh, I want to shift gears now just to clarify something, and that's this. Living Zen is not an escape from everyday life, nor is it spent in isolation from the real world. It's not a cult religion. It's not a weird sect with uh, strange rituals. You aren't required to shave your head, wear a robe. Zen is for everyone to practice every day. A practical, down-to-earth approach to living designed for ordinary people living ordinary lives. I bring this up because uh, my wife and I recently watched a documentary. It's put out by NHK World. Uh, NHK is more or less the Japanese equivalent of PBS in the United States. The documentary is called Seek Nothing, Just Sit. And it features a a very real Zen temple here in Japan, Antaiji. Uh, actually, it's in uh, Hyogo Prefecture, just a, a couple of hours east of where I am in Yamaguchi. The documentary is terrific. I recommend it. Um, they follow the lives of these monks some of whom are foreign, and their daily practice of zazen, which is seated meditation. And this is what, though, I want to relate back to the topic today, of the, the focus and the breathing. You know, that's sort of a light version of zazen. And in the documentary and in Zen monasteries here, they do shave their heads and wear robes, and they farm and they're self-sufficient. But they are cut off from the world. And that's fine. I'm not knocking that. What I am doing, trying to do, is to strip away the surface formality, the mysticism, and liturgy, and get down to the essence. And you'll discover when you do that, that Zen is a perfect way to live your everyday life. In fact, Zen is simply life itself. It involves every aspect from work and play to emotional relationships and bringing up children. There's a saying in Zen that we should examine the living words, not the dead ones. Meaning that we should concern ourselves only with things that have practical relevance and ignore the concepts that cease to contribute to life's everyday experiences. What really matters is that Zen deals with the present 
it teaches us that this life is too precious to waste. And it's about the joy of living right now, a celebration of everyday life as it happens. So enjoy the simple things. Be aware. Those are the tenets of of Zen. It promotes a, a lightness to life, a sense of calm, an eye for beauty, a song in the heart. Its spontaneity and freedom transforms everyday stuff into the extraordinary. Things we once took for granted now take on a new meaning. Even routine chores become life's little pleasures. So there you have it. You know, I just want you to keep that stuff in mind because I have to ask myself sometimes, like, uh, what are you doing with all this Zen stuff? <laughs> and, and, and really, I mean, you can boil it down. I know I've got a whole podcast on it, but really you can just boil it down to keep stuff simple, keep life simple, enjoy washing the dishes and folding the laundry. <laughs> and back to the original point, when you're, when you're getting out, when your mind's going crazy, bring it back into focus and breathe, slow it down. And I guarantee that when you do that, you'll have a greater sense of awareness and appreciation for all the little stuff. It makes life really worth living. I mean, life is worth living in and of itself, but it gives you a heightened appreciation for being alive. That's all. Uh, if you enjoy these episodes, please consider visiting patreon.com slash zensamich and help support the show. If you do so, I will send you a handmade postcard on washi. My wife and I make traditional Japanese paper, and we'll make you a postcard, and I'll send it to you wherever you are in the world. But if not, that's fine. I'm glad you're listening. Uh, be kind, and don't forget to breathe. <laughs>